Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Learn to Kick Fear to the Curb. Uh, where I talk with other successful entrepreneurs, uh, real estate investors, internet marketers, and not only about their successes, you know, how they uh, became an entrepreneur, but what fears in particular uh, did they have to overcome in order to take that next step, that action to get to where they are now. So, or for those of you that may still be in corporate America and you're wanting wanting to become full-time, you know, what's kind of holding you back? What are some of those things? So I really look forward to our guest today. Uh, he's a pretty super and cool guy, Mr. Stephen Bennett, and uh, he is with ATH Properties. He's the, the founder and owner of ATH Properties. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Stephen before I actually uh, introduce you all to him. Uh, ATH Properties is a commercial real estate company that specializes in commercial uh, commercial real estate as well as tenant representation in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. Uh, he's also co-founder and co-owner of Perfectly Good Ads, which is an online marketing and advertising company. And uh, I'm really excited because I'm also the co-founder of that company, so we actually work together. But uh, Stephen has a very interesting history. Uh, he's, he's well experienced as an entrepreneur. He has a great story. So uh, I, I knew it was going to just be fun to interview him so he can kind of talk about his background and, uh, you know, things that he's had to overcome to be where he is. So without further delay, I want to introduce every, everyone to Mr. Stephen Bennett. Stephen, are you there? Hey, Lolita. Hi. How are you today? Hey, everything's good. I, I, um, Appreciate you having me on the show, and uh, you know, hopefully, I can share a few things with some people of things that I've overcome as far as fear. And there is a lot of fear out there, um, but it's very easily overcome. And uh, hopefully, they'll learn a few things. Absolutely. Well, I, again, I, I thank you for your time, and and I'm, I think 
both you and I know that it, it you know it's it's very common uh, for people that you know want to start some type of business or make extra money or you know just kind of get out of corporate America. That's pretty much the the number one thing that I found when whenever I talk to people or um, people that may buy products from myself or from us and. You know, you ask them how's everything going, and they haven't done anything, and you're like, why? And typically they'll say because they're scared of something, which is so weird to me. So it's, they're scared of talking to people, you know, especially with real estate. You have to talk to sellers. You know, they're scared of maybe spending too much money on marketing and, and failing uh, or losing that money and not getting any leads. Well, of course, we both know that that's just a part of it. But anyway, so I, I just wanted to share that. But, Stephen? Why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? You know, t- talk a little bit about uh, uh, talk a little bit about which is pretty funny. Your your first corporate job, or, or what, what did you do before an entrepreneur? Or have you been an entrepreneur all your life? Well, for the most part, I've been self-employed most of my adult life. Um, I just turned fifty this year, so um, I would say I've been working for at least forty years. I started when I was like ten years old you know, mowing the neighbor's lawn. And uh, that was my first uh, entrepreneur experience. And, you know, even back then I was thinking about how can I grow my business, you know? Instead of making, you know, $15 on my street, how can I expand my business and go from $15 to maybe $30? And I was thinking about it, thinking about it, uh, how that was possible, and what I did is I ran into. I used to live in California, okay, uh, in northern Northern California in Sacramento, and I was trying to figure out how I could grow my business, um, and I had no money. Of course, back then you don't have access to credit or anything when you're 10 years old. Um, all you do <laughs> is you have all, all you do is you have your reputation and your word at that at that point uh, in your life when you're that age. And what I did, um, you know, I I kept thinking, how can I do this? How can I do it with no money? You know, and it kept going through my mind. And then what I did is I started talking to um, gardeners, you know, that, that had trucks and they had uh, a crew of three or four guys. And, I was sitting down and and chatting with this one guy. He took the time to chat with me, which I was very thankful. And I I said, how can, you know, I grow my business like you have grown yours? And he said, well, number one, don't go on these streets here because I already have them taken care of. And I said, I promise I won't even go in those neighborhoods. Because even at that time, he was worried about competition. You know, a 10-year-old kid running around doing it for less than what he would do it for. Um, But he explained to me the fundamentals of get in writing, um, um, uh, testimonials, people that are happy with your work. That is one of the number one things that will work in your favor. So the people on my street, I got three testimonials from the people on my street that I did work for, including my parents. And... um, I went out and I knocked on doors and, and introduced myself and I said, look, I'm a couple of streets over. Here are people that are happy with the work that I've done already. Um, I would like to give you a bit on your yard. And I would say 50% of the time I was pretty successful at doing that. 
So uh, that was key, is surround yourself with people that already know what they're doing. And if they'll yes. talk to you and help you and mentor you, you stand a better chance instead of just going out there cold. Right. And see, that um, was actually going to be my next question, if you had a mentor and, and you just answered that. So, and and I think, yeah, I, I think that is like the next level of either success or maybe even failure. You have to have a mentor. So you had this mentor at 10, 11, 12 years old. Once you became a young man, let's say, into your 20s, what, what, what were you doing then? Were you still, um, uh, you know, doing your lawn care or had you moved on to something else, another business? No, um, I had moved on to another business, and, and everything that has happened to me has been um, by chance. You know, opportunity is uh, opportunity is around you everywhere, but it's by chance that you can recognize that opportunity and act on it. So the next story that I want to tell you um, is that I was helping uh, my friend's uh, parents uh, it was like a summer job, and I was helping them paint these duplexes that they owned. And, like, they had, like, six of them, and they wanted us to paint them. Um, and I was just a helper. I really didn't know much about painting. I, I, it, you know, they had me do all the taping. I didn't even get to paint the first uh, week or so. Uh, so I learned all the prep work. And... Uh, they invited me to go out to lunch with them, and I said, no, I want to finish this last part, and then, you know, just bring me back something. And by chance, of course, I was there at the house, and this guy came in, and he says, hey, are you a painter? And I said, yes. And he said, you know, what do you charge to paint a three-bedroom, two-bath house? And I said, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about painting, and I said, well, where, where's the house located? And he said, right across the street. And uh, I said, at this point in time, I'm about 15, 16 years old uh, and already have that entrepreneur spirit. So I, I thought I recognized right. the opportunity and I acted on it. So I went over right. there and I uh, looked at his place and he said, you know, what do you charge, um, you know, to, to paint the house, and, and uh, he goes, do you do it by the hour or do you do it by a flat rate? And I had no idea what he was even talking about at that point. And he, I just said flat rate, and he goes, I said, yeah. here's one thing you always have to keep in mind, is when you're negotiating, always have them say the first number. So now you know where you stand, okay? Great so that's tip. Something I learned. that's something I learned early on. So I said, what's your budget? And he said, you got to understand, back in the early 80s, late 70s, you know, I was making like six bucks an hour, which was not very much. And he said, uh, you know, my budget's about $550. And I said, that's about right, but if you uh, pay for the materials on top of that, I'm interested in doing it. And he says, excellent, let's do it. So I went from being a worker across the street to getting my first job and making like four times what I would have made across the street, hired some other buddies that knew what they were doing, and there I had a, a painting business that I had started. And then I met like yeah. a real estate agent. Real estate uh -huh. agent, you know, came and looked at my work. I got references, um, also had 
recommendations, you know, the exact same model as when I was mowing lawns and and showed this real estate agent. I said, look, here are the Santa side customers, you know, that I have already. And, you know, he gave me like seven houses the first go around. So wow. you have to circulate, pay attention. You have to uh, be able to identify opportunity and act on it and not come from a place of fear. Like, even if you don't know the terminology, let them do the talking. Usually the person who's asking you the questions um, will tell you enough to where you can make an educated decision whether that's something you want to get involved in or not. For instance, right. if the guy would have said, you know, $325, you know, it still would have been an opportunity making more money than I would have already, um, you know, across the street. But you'd be surprised. People will give you actually more than you ask for if you let them say the first number in most cases. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I just uh, I just have several examples of, of uh, situations in business where I learned a really key factor and and that's yes. that's the most important ingredient is not to come from a place of fear because people can smell that also. Like when and you're see, negotiating I, the deal. Yes. No no that's what I wanted to ask you that that was my very next question. It seems like, you know, with you being having an entrepreneurial spirit young, which you know, a, a lot of people do, a lot of people don't. But let's say for the people that, that don't and they really want to have their own business, start their own business or whatever, um, from your perspective, what what things, what things, fears did you have early on that you had to overcome in order to grow yourself and grow, uh, you know, that business or maybe your next business? What what are some of the main fears that you had to overcome yourself? Well, the the first fear that I had to overcome is is not getting my butt kicked by that other um, guy that owned that mowing business. Because <laughs> I I ended up getting like uh, I think there was twenty five or thirty customers just within like a short period of time, and then I met up with them again and I said, hey, you know, it's worked real well, and I appreciate you know what you told me. You know, is there anything else you can tell me? And he says, I'm not sure if I really want the competition. You know, here here was a guy that was in his probably 20, late 20s, early 30s, you know, taking the time to tell me and I'm, you know, I'm growing it, you know. And yeah. growing your business also, um, you know, here, here's the thing. You have to be very um, open to suggestions. Like, for instance, this guy, you know, he, he thought it was – really interesting that I was able to capture that much business in a short period of time. And then he was telling me, he goes, would you like to learn how to expand your business that you already have? And I go, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. And I'm talking about the lawn mowing part again. Yeah. Um, and he said, you can actually upsell your customers that you have already. And I go, I'm not even sure what upselling is. And he goes, let me explain it to you. You mow the lawn, you trim the, um, the the bushes, you do this, you rake the leaves, okay, things like that. And he goes, did you know that you can actually um, put fertilizer on the lawn, which will make it greener and make it more beautiful, and it will also grow faster so you get to cut more. And each time you cut, you make money. 
And I said, really? And what's that called again? And he goes, it's called upselling. It's called offering an additional service with a customer that you already have, and you already have a relationship with those people. They already know that you do a good job. They trust you. Try upselling them. And I would say out of, you know, 20 customers, uh, at least half of them went with it immediately with the upsell. So I went from making like, uh, I want to say maybe 10 or $12 a cut up to like $15, which was huge back then. Right. And uh, the funny thing about it is it got to a point where I was maybe 12 or 13 years old and I was making almost as much as my father a day. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's very, very awesome. I want to. We got about 14 minutes left. I want to fast forward to your period. Sure. Talk about for a few minutes. Talk about your period uh, when the real estate industry was extremely strong. And you made a lot of money, I guess, from 2002 to what, 2007. Talk about that period and also when the market crashed. Talk a little bit about what you as an entrepreneur, what you had to do to motivate yourself. What were some of those things that you did to motivate yourself when, you know, you went from, from you know, top of the mountaintop to kind of the valley? Talk a little bit about, for a few minutes, about that experience. Sure. Um, in... Uh I want to say 1997, we sold our uh, moving company. We had one of the largest independent moving companies here in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, awesome. we sold it, and we took my wife and I took a year off. Um, she actually traveled all over India, and um, I'm, I'm into motorcycles, so I go, I go motorcycle tours all over um, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, all the way to Alabama. Uh, I love to ride motorcycles, so if you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> so um, my wife calls me on an Internet telephone from Nepal and says, you know, hey, what do you want to do next? We're, we're running out of money. And I said, uh, you know, I'm not sure yet. And I was actually watching Carlton Sheets, of all people, on TV. Oh, Carlton Sheets. <laughs> Carlton Sheets, yeah. He's had an he had an influence on me, but in a different direction. I uh, he was talking too. about yeah, he was talking about buying houses and rehabbing them, and I've done that before, and I don't really enjoy that. But right. what it did is it gave me an idea to go ahead and try to build houses, and I've never built a house in my life. My wife, I, I've rehabbed them, but I've never built them. Um, my wife goes. Um, so, you know, can you, can you kind of figure out what you want to do, and then I'll catch up with you, and we'll discuss it further when I get back in about two weeks. And I said, that would be great. By the time she got back, I already figured out what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, how to get the money to do it, how to market it. And what I started with was modular homes, which are homes that are about 85% already complete, and they come in two, three, and four sections, sometimes even five. Um, you know, they even come in apartment complexes. They're modular construction. And if you don't know what that is, just Google it, and you'll see modular construction uh, techniques. But um, what I found out is I was one of the first people in North Texas to sort of open that door again to modular homes because nobody had 
uh, done it for like 30 years. And uh, I did it in Dallas, Grand Prairie, Fort Worth, uh, Hatchie. But what I found doing that is that there was another niche market for small and medium-sized builders. Um, there again, there was an opportunity, sort of a niche that just kind of dropped in my lap, and that was how do you find lots when you're a small builder? You know, the large developers develop lots for the large home builders, but when you're a small builder, where do you go? You go to a real estate agent, they're not really interested in helping you because they don't make that much money. They'd rather sell a house and make a big commission instead of selling a lot and making a small commission. So I investigated that a little further um, and ran into a developer that had 12 lots. And I said, I'm interested in two of these 12 that you have, and that's about all I can afford is two lots. And it was kind of like the same story I was running into everywhere. you got to buy them all or nothing. That was a hard gotcha. thing to chew. You know? Yeah. Um, but there again, I didn't look at it as a defeat. I looked at it as an opportunity. And it so was a the, huge opportunity for you, correct? Well, it, it, it opened the door to so many other things that I couldn't even imagine at that time. You know, I was just very frustrated because I was looking for land but I didn't know how to obtain it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I found uh-huh. these two lots out of those 12 that I wanted, but, you know, there again, I was there, there was a roadblock, and how do you deal with the roadblock? Well, I, I was talking to the, to the uh, developer, and I said, look, if I get you what you're asking for these lots, I mean, do you care if I take the two and sell the others to other builders that I know? And he says, I really don't care what you do as long as I net this amount. So I called, you know, like over the year, year and a half, I had run into several other small builders, and they were looking for lots also. And I called them out and I said, look, excuse me, I called up one guy and asked him, and he says, right now I can't do anything. I, I don't have any money to work with. And the second guy I called says, yeah, I have a credit line. I'd be very interested in that area. And what happened was I ended up selling all of those 12 lots to that one guy, and I made more money than I would have if I built houses on those two lots. Awesome. Yeah. The developer, uh, I later found out, said, look, I've been trying to sell those lots for like two years now. And he goes, you did this in less than two weeks. That's amazing. He goes, "Um, you know, you got a talent for this. You ought to look into it. And I said, well, you know, do you have any more lots? <laughs> and he goes, no, but I know somebody who does. One guy introduced me to another, to another, to another. And now we're talking like maybe a year and a half time span. And then all of a sudden I am the go-to guy for um, small and medium-sized builders in the Metroplex, which is at that time there were about, I want to say, uh, 12 to 1,500 builders, small and medium-sized builders in the Dallas-Fort Worth area from like 2000 to 2007. And out and of those... And, gosh, and I just want to tell everybody, he killed it during that time. And um, <laughs> I know you did, obviously. I know you. So you just looked yeah. at the opportunity. You didn't take no for an answer. You were creative, as, as I'm hearing. You are a thinker and creative 
So if if somebody says no, you just look at it as an opportunity to, you know, have someone think of it from another angle. And that's one thing I've, I've always liked and admired about you, even with us working together and, and in business together. Uh, you, you, you do that very well. And um, I, I just want to say we got about six minutes left, and I definitely want to make sure that we talked about what we are doing together uh, with our company, Perfectly Good Ads, um, which is an, a new opportunity that came. It's not even a year old that, that you and I, Stephen, have been working together with, with this company. But it's, a, it's an online marketing and advertising company, and uh, to date we've been doing very well. We have several accounts. And um, it's just been a great experience and, uh, and, and been a great, uh, you know, just a great experience working with you. And uh, if, you, if you can talk and share a little bit about sure. exactly what I'll do, and I'll chime in, then I, I, would, I would love for you to do that and share that with the listeners. That would be great. Um, needless to say, when, you're, uh, when you were in real estate, up until January 2007, everything was groovy. And when I mean groovy, I had access to 126 subdivisions and over 4,000 lots. Um, I didn't own them, but I represented the d- developers. So, I mean, I really had a main staple business, and I had builders coming in buying anywhere from 5 to 25 lots at a time. I had my own office, my own staff. Everything was groovy, and it all came to a screeching end uh, pretty much in January 2007. So I had to think of what am I going to do next because I'm unemployable. I've been self-employed pretty much all of my adult life. Um, I'm not a nine-to-fiver. I am a seven in the clock in the morning till 10.30 at night or one o'clock in the morning. I'm a whatever-it-takes-to-get-it-done person. Yes. And I have been experimenting with... Um, doing uh, this ad service that Lolita and I put together um, probably for about eight years. And uh, what I discovered is that there's another niche market there. There's a a lot of small, medium-sized businesses uh, that don't have a presence on the Internet that if they don't, um, they're going to get squashed and a lot of them feel that they don't have the money or the resources to make something uh, like this a reality. I think it's very expensive because all they're familiar with is pay-per-click. All they hear about is Google and how expensive it is and how Google's getting rich and everyone else isn't. And I felt like, you know, there's an opportunity here, I, you know, with the with the right, elements, maybe we can make a dent in this. And, you know, that's where our relationship kind of intersected because we're both we were both in real estate and we were both uh with the same real estate investment group giving seminars on how to make money with real estate and uh how to be visible on the internet. Um you know, it's one of the key ingredients. You have to be out there. You have to be visible. If you're not visible no one's gonna take notice of you. You know, Correct. I love that Coca-Cola um, analogy that you used, Lolita, and maybe you can share that with people. Oh yeah, just whenever we're talking to you know clients, and um, you know we we kind of give them a you know a big a, a picture you know of what we do and what we can do, and you know, and, and one analogy that I use with online marketing for clients, I just simply let them know, just think of billboards. You know, if you're driving a certain area of town. 
and you see a Coca-Cola billboard, you're not going to think much of it. But if you see, you know, 15 to 20 of those Coca-Cola billboards throughout that area, then you're probably going to be tempted to buy Coke. So the more visual and, you know, that you're seeing, then you have, you know, a higher percentage rate of clients, potential clients, calling you and wanting to do business with you. And and that's what we do. Not only can we get you positioned on Google, Yahoo, and Bing, which are the top three at this time search engines in the world, uh, not just once but, but multiple times, and we've been able to do that not only with our company, with ourselves, but also with clients that we're currently working with, and, and they're happy. So, you know, we just wanted to share also what we're doing and for those of you that have a, a, you know, a service or even a product, if you have a new book uh, that you need to promote, you don't have, or kind of limited on your, on your marketing, um, as well as you know anything. It could be anything. It could be a book. It could be a comedian. It could be putting out a CD, or even bigger corporations that may not necessarily have the the larger budgets uh, that a lot of them would have to do pay per clicks. Then reach out to us. We would love to, you know, work with you guys, talk to you, give you give you some free consultation. The website is www.perfectlygoodads.com, and um, myself or Stephen, we we would love to talk with you. And like I said, we'll we'll take we'll take some time to give you a free consultation if that's what you need as well. And we have about close to a minute left, Stephen. I want you to share with the audience. Those that need some motivation, what what would you encourage those that are wanting to or have been on the sidelines as far as starting a business because of fear? What would you encourage them to, to do? Um, first of all, be passionate about whatever business venture you go into. Um, that's important because if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to um, spend the time or effort to, to make it happen. Um my thing is I, I love getting up in the morning. I love the new day. I love the opportunities that are in front of me. And, uh, hey, if you need inspiration, and uh, give me a call, and uh, I'd be more than happy to give you a pep talk. That is awesome. And, hey, guys, he means that. So whether he gets one call or if he gets 100, <laughs> he's going to pretty much try to reach out and touch everybody. Uh, that's just the type of guy he is. Stephen, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate uh, you sharing, um, uh, you know, about you, about your experiences. And for those of you that's listening, thank you for your time again. Go to perfectlygoodads.com. Uh, you can reach out to Stephen there if you specifically want to ask him a question. Um, as you heard, he'll be more than willing to talk with you. Again, Stephen, thank you so much. And everybody out there, take action. Thank you, Lolita. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.